very good afternoon. It's Niall Boylan with you for the next hour or so. And the election is the name of the game today, of course. And the reason I'm talking about it is, interestingly enough, I spotted a clip from Aona Reardon from the Labour Party suggesting that immigration was not an issue on the doorstep for elections. He even said it's not even an issue for debate politically and suggested that anybody who even used the, free, the word freeloader, because some senators had, uh, they should be called out for that. Now, Fianna Gael, of course, have now backtracked with Leo accepting that people with concerns about Ireland's capacity to take in more refugees is limited and are not actually right-wing loonies after all. With over 75% of the population saying that Ireland has taken in too many refugees, according to a Red Sea poll, the government are motoring ahead and still doing it. So have they lost touch with the people? Michal Martin, on the other hand, and Fianna Fáil are so closely aligned with Fianna Gael, it's hard to actually spot the difference anymore. And again, many will say they are not connected to the people. Sinn Féin, of course, are in opposition. Or are they really in opposition? Because they, they don't really do much opposing, do they? Let's be clear about it. Opposing means you're supposed to disagree with the government on the grounds of principle, of course. I do apologise. Sorry for that making noise there. Anyway, and also Labour Party, well... Really, should we even mention the Labour Party? I mean, they're hemorrhaging votes probably for the last five or six years. Nobody really knows about them anymore. If they come out with silly promises like we're going to build a million houses, you might as well say 10 million because it's completely unrealistic. Even the 120,000 that Sinn Féin said are, is unrealistic. The Green Party are self-destructing and only in government by accident with a tiny percentage of the national vote. And their answer to everything is stick, a, is stick and carrot rather than carrot and stick approach and tax your way out of everything in the belief that it will change climate. Other parties, of course, like AIN2, the Irish Freedom Party, have gained some ground. As for people before profit and the Social Democrats, it's hard to know really what they want. They've taken her socialism to a whole new level, really. But I want to know what the issues in the election next year. You've got local elections in June next year. General election is not supposed to take place probably till February 2025. But many experts or political experts have said that it could come before that. It could come as soon as September next year. Or... You never know. It could be even before that if the government collapses. But anyway, so what are the issues in the election for you? Is it health? Is it housing? Immigration? Education? Childcare? Cost of living? Or is it something else? Please let us know. We would love to hear your views because your views are what the show is all about. Don't forget you can text a WhatsApp right now if you want to. And the number, as usual, on the screen there, 85 55 That's 85 55 if you want to text app or WhatsApp us at any stage. Now, reading from the Irish Examiner on Friday... And by the way, I want to get you involved in the show right from the start to finish. I want to know what your issues are, what you're going to say to politicians at the doorstep. Well, new politicians, of course, according to the Irish Examiner on Friday, a statement today that the Register of Political Parties had today given notice of its intention to approve an application by the Independent Ireland Party to become a registered political party eligible to stand candidates in Ireland's dull local and European elections. The decision made by the Chief Executive of the Electoral Commission, Mr Art O'Leary, as Ireland's Register of Political Parties, will become effective after a 21-day appeal period or the outcome of any such appeal. Uh, if the Register registered as Ireland's 20, they will be Ireland's 27 political party. Independent Ireland will have two elected Dáil deputies among its membership, Michael Collins, TD, party leader, and Richard O'Donoghue, general secretary. And Michael Collins joins me on the line. Michael, good afternoon to you. How are you? Good afternoon, Niall. Congratulations, firstly. And I suppose the real question is, why? Um, you're already an elected representative. You're already a TD, making a reasonably good salary plus expenses. So why put yourself to more trouble? Were you that frustrated with the political system? 
Well, I have been, and, and, and both Richard O'Donnell and myself uh, have been for the last uh, number of years, as well as other uh, politicians, both uh, many of them independent uh, TDs, councillors, and, and maybe potential candidates, but also people from other political parties are very frustrated with the way their parties are acting and the way the parties are working at the moment. And that led, you know, like, it's either put up or shut up, is my attitude in, 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 in politics all of my life. I could easily stay in West Cork and look after the people of West Cork who I love and, and do uh, mind to the best of my ability. And the same Richard O'Donnell with Limerick, but we want to put our neck in the line. We want to give people an opportunity with a new political party. Uh, we've spent some time discussing this. We've travelled the country maybe a year, year and a half, uh, talking to people, looking at areas of concern, looking at can- potential candidates. So we did register a party uh, last week, Independent Ireland uh, Party. Mm. Uh, we will be 21 days before hopefully we'll get the clearance to uh, be uh, called a political party. But um, uh, at least um, we're giving an opportunity to uh, like-minded uh, political and and ordinary individuals who want to support us, but like-minded po- politicians out there to join this Independent Ireland Party. And we hope they'll do that over the, in the next number of weeks. I mean, you have an interest, obviously, in agriculture as well, because I only met you there recently, by the way, at uh, uh, down at the Lyrath Hotel when you were there talking in relation to agriculture and how agriculture moving forward is going to change. So why would you not have joined the Farmers Alliance, I suppose? People would be wondering that maybe if you're closely aligned with uh, rural Ireland, that that would have been the ideal party to get involved. Was that not an option for you? It, it, it would have been an option for, for for us, but I felt that that was very much or, rural, uh, farmers oriented. And just not wrong, because I'm a farmer farmer myself. Came from come from a farming background, but there's issues of of concern in both urban and rural Ireland, and they're replicated very much so. Quite a lot of them, like housing, we have a massive housing crisis, a healthcare crisis in the country, um, where the health care in this country is almost collapsed. But the bottom line is, the, the and these issues uh, are of concern now to, to people both in urban and rural. And I feel that a farmers' party, and they're well entitled to form their own party, and the best to look to them will deal with farming issues. But we want to broaden the horizon. Okay. We want to look the issues with housing, but there's also uh, issues like uh, fishing, as I said, and farming that do need to have a heavier concentration and going forward because we have absolutely neglected uh, our fishing industry, we've neglected our farming industry. These are both literally on their knees and, and are being hit uh, on a daily basis by a government who don't care and by an opposition who don't seem to worry about that. Well, uh, well this is the point I was making in my intro. I mean, the political parties now, as I've said on numerous occasions, are all kind of cheeks of the same bottom, so to speak. I mean, they're all singing from the same hymn sheet. We've an opposition party, possibly the worst opposition party in history, because they don't seem to oppose anything, apart from give their own um, uh, suggestions every now and again. I mean, yesterday, of course, they talked in their Ardesh about giving a three-year rent cap or having a three-year rent cap. They've talked about an eviction ban. These things, which experts in property have said will not work, all they'll do is push for or push private landlords out of the business. But here's the problem. I mean, when, when you drop onto the doorstep, Michael, and you're looking for people's vote, these are the issues people are going to be talking about. But you have Ayanna Reardon from the Labour Party now suggesting that immigration is not a political issue. Do you think it's a political issue? Well, I, I, personally, I think Ayanna Reardon must be in, in his bed and hasn't left his bed if he thinks that that's uh, not an issue at the doorstep. It's an issue everywhere I go. 
throughout West Cork, throughout Ireland, Dublin, everywhere I go, people are mentioning and talking to me about immigration and they have serious concerns and these concerns have been met. And political parties that are there at this present time haven't looked at this issue. And a recent poll, a Red Sea poll, which would be a very credible poll, has said 70% of the Irish people feel that we have done our part and that we can no longer take or cope with the demand or the, the amount of people coming to this country. And we, and as I said, we were happy to do our part at the beginning, but not to the uh, point that we're gone to today. And if you know, we're done, it's not an issue at the door. I'm astonished. I'm absolutely astonished because it's an issue. Every hour of the day, there's people either ringing me, they, I'm meeting people, and they're all speaking about the same thing. And they don't want to be dubbed as being uh, as being uh, racist or anything. They want a common sense approach to all these issues, and that common sense approach hasn't been applied now up to now. And but I mean, that, but does that not have a knock-on effect? When we talk about immigration, it has a knock-on effect on everything else. It has a knock-on effect on education, on healthcare, um, it has a knock-on effect on accommodation and housing, because obviously these people have to have somewhere to live. So it has a knock-on effect on every other crisis, except for the cost of living crisis, and I'll come to that in a minute. So it does have a knock-on effect on everything else, but these are all the questions you're going to be asked at the doorstep, and how do we solve these problems? Do you turn around, and as Leo Varadkar recently admitted, and Michal Martin have now admitted that we're at capacity, which is exactly what people have been saying for the last six months, but they just use a different term called Ireland as full. It's more or less the same term, just worded nicely. Um, and... You know, what are we going to do about that situation? When you have people, according to Michal Martin and according to Leo Varadkar, there are individuals who are gaming the system. In other words, they've come from other countries to Ireland. In other words, they're not actually coming from whatever the source or the origin country they're meant to be coming from. So what do we do with those situations? Well, first and foremost, Leo Varadkar and, and, and Michal Martin are totally out of order by saying we're at capacity now. We were at capacity seven, eight months ago, and that was the time to act. Now it's the time we're in a serious crisis now where people are looking at sleeping at tents and, and, and we don't have the accommodation available for them. And now we're looking at bringing homeless people out of a home, uh, houses like we were last week in Tipperary. And Deputy Matty McGrath tackled that issue uh, uh, brilliantly for the people mm -hmm. of, of that area. And dehousing de de them and housing others, uh, we simply are over capacity, over capacity for quite a long time. And, and, and I think the biggest mistake we made is when we opened our gates in this country, we opened our gates in non-documented. And that has a massive concern throughout our country that we have non-documented in our country. Yes, some people can be very genuine, but certainly some people were not genuine. And they didn't need to be uh, housed in Ireland or brought into Ireland because they had adequate uh, home and care for themselves in their own country. But unfortunately, we left our doors and gates opened without any controls whatsoever. And it's now coming to roost. And it's, I don't know where it's going to end because they're still uh, bringing they're people still to the country. But this but, is what blows but, my uh, mind. They've admitted two weeks ago that we're at capacity, or as Leo Varadkar worded it, we have a capacity and we've now reached that capacity, but yet they're still doing it. And we've also now got a Minister for Justice who, according to Grip Media, when they spoke to her, has no idea how many people are being deported. Uh, people are deported voluntarily. 4,600 and something deportation orders were handed out and people are just asked, would you like to leave? There you go, there's a deportation order. And they're not escorted to a plane or brought anywhere. It's, it's quite unique in the way we're doing this. It is, and, and and again, I go back to the Red Sea poll. Seventy percent said we we have too many uh, people in our country coming in from abroad, and uh, many of them don't need the, the help that they're, they're getting. But unfortunately, have come in under a system of of an open door system, an open gate system. We have too many. No, that is a major crisis that's going to continue in this country until somebody says stop. And this is where the new political party. We can't be in a situation where Finnegan, Pina Fáil, Labour, Social Democrats, and Sinn Féin think this is all good policy. It's a great idea. It's not. 
It isn't. Mm. And and we should have controlled our borders uh, carefully, like other countries, not different to other countries. And all these 70, 70% of these people who are, uh, carry, who are when this poll is carried out, they're not 70% of Ireland is not racist. Ireland is a great country, has ever been a great country. And I played a part in that uh, as a young person myself when we we helped the people of Ethiopia and other countries where we gave millions and millions of euros out of our pockets in churches on Sundays and different days to help people abroad. But in this situation, we flooded our country. And our country is completely overstretched. It's stretched to the limit. And they're looking at community centres. They're looking at uh, closed-down nursing homes. They're looking at hotels. They're just desperate attempts to get somebody in under the roof. And once they're in under the roof, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's a tent or it's a slate or if it's a shade, it's closed. Or we the job done. That's no way to treat people. Bring in, uh, we should have made sure that we allowed an amount of people that we could manage and, and, and live comfortably in our country and respect those that came in. That they definitely wanted and needed uh, to, to, to be brought into another country rather and brought into Ireland rather than just opening the door and 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 and, and letting everybody in, anybody in and not have any control. Okay, the the other main issues would be, of course, healthcare. As you rightly pointed out, the HSE is a mess at the moment. I mean, is it even fixable, or do we need to start again? I think we do, unfortunately, need to start again because it's gone so far at this stage. I think there's over a million people on waiting list. I continuously bus people to Belfast myself. Uh, two buses came back this went up this weekend, came back this weekend uh, with people that are gone blind with cataract operations. that were waiting five years on a waiting list in in Cork and in Kerry. Um, I, I, and throughout the country, we have people going up next week week to Belfast. And this is an unfortunate situation. How, how do we how do we get it? Sorry for interrupting, but how do we get it so badly wrong? When you look at Northern Ireland and the NHS, okay, it's not perfect, and um, there are waiting times there too, but nothing to the extent that we have in the south. And yes, you know they they've got a reasonably small system for a population of one point seven or whatever it is million people. So we five million people. We have a good healthcare system. When I say good, you know we have we have the facilities. We have the doctors and nurses. We could do it a few more of them. But how are we getting it so badly wrong? Is it from the top? Is it administration? How are we getting it so badly wrong? It, it is from the top. Like we have layers and layers and layers of management and. You're a budget of a one billion overspend. It's just an astonishing situation where there's no leadership whatsoever, no leadership, no sense of, 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 of like the patient or the person that's suffering the most needs to be seen after. We need to look at our hospitals. First of all, now we need to open our hospitals 24 7. That's the first thing we need to do. Secondly, we need to look at our private hospitals. Can they play a role here, seeing as we can take patients from the Republic to the North for reimbursement operations to private hospitals? Surely we can do the same in the South. And pay them here. So maybe the cataract operation should be done in, in Cork or should be done in Kerry or wherever throughout the country and not to have the people travel to another country and get reimbursed from the Irish government uh, from the HSE. It's farcical the way things are going at the moment and there seems to be no vision only pump money into it seems to be like a, pump it into a hole and hope, that, hope for the best but people are suffering and one million people as I said to you are suffering in the need of some mm-hmm. sort of an operation one or another and that's a scandal situation and it's, there's no accountability the last time I called the vote of no confidence Simon Harris which collapsed the last government because it was heading to the situation we're in right now we, we see what happened with the Children's Hospital there was no control over the spin on the Children's Hospital we uh, me as a member of the rural independent group and my colleagues uh, we called a, a motion at the v- a very early stage of 2016 not to build that hospital because to run over budget, to never land a helicopter, and to be a, uh, a parking. It should have like, never and, been built and, and, where and they're run. building it. Why would you build I mean, a large hospital it, in the middle of a city with no parking and no access? It's a stupid place to build a hospital. That's exactly what was part of our motion. Fianna Falls, Fianna Gael, and Sinn Féin supported where it is. 
and know it's rent over budget, they won't park cars there, and they won't be able to get in the helicopter to lend <laughs> Exactly everything we said was true. But so why are the same political parties backing up each other, even though some want to say they're in opposition? So that's, you know, mm. it's probably okay. the frustration of all this sort of uh, nod and wing type politics that needs to change is the reason that both Richard O'Donnell and myself uh, have decided to put forward a new party. And hopefully we will be able to make some change. And, and, now, and, and by the way, I'd like to see a make change, Richard, but there's two final things just before you go, which is housing and the cost of living, right? Housing, we all know the difficulty is getting people to actually build their houses. It's no, I mean, money is never the issue. Land is never the issue. There's any amount of it in the country, for God's sake. And we could easily bring in planning permission laws or emergency planning permission laws to get, you know, houses built. It's getting people to build them. So how do we solve that problem? We've got Sinn Féin saying that, you know, they can build 120,000 houses. The government's saying 80,000. And then you've got the Labour Party coming up with some fantasy figure of a million houses, which is never going to happen. You might as well say 10, you might as well say 10 million. Um, but how do you build 100,000 houses in a short space of time? How? Where do we get the people to build them? That's the problem, isn't it? Well, first and foremost, like this housing crisis has been looming for uh, so so many years, and it has been, you know, uh, getting a situation is getting from bad to worse. Uh, small, simple things help. You know, we need to look at the council housing turnaround. There are the people waiting for houses that, that are lying idle in, in, in council stocks all over the country. We need to look at houses that people vacate in council houses. Then an engineer should be able to clear within two weeks, three weeks, and get people back into a house again, rather than ripping them asunder and re, rewiring them and re-flooring uh, them. That, that might not be needed. There's a lot of areas that improvement is made. You, uh, especially in rural areas, people cannot get planning permission. Young people crying out to get planning permission are giving up, and they're all going on the social housing list. The property, unfortunately, the property ladder that they can't get on. They can't get a loan from banks. There's new, there's so much schemes that the government set up. And these people come back to me week in, week out of my own constituency and say, we can't qualify, we can't qualify. So there's some fantastic announcements. And the same goes for every, every walk of life, you know, recent announcements in farming as well. And then farmers come back to me and say, you can't qualify because the criteria is just impossible to reach. And the same with housing. And I'm afraid that we've lost complete control of housing. We have so many children that are homeless in this country, never mind think adults, and people that are very stressed and very worried that they're spending 18, 12 years in, on a housing list and can't come off it. So we certainly need to look, we need to look at the small uh, small turnarounds in relation to council housing. That's a huge issue that could, uh, you know, free up a number of houses in a far quicker way than they've already done so. And, all, and in relation to the, the cost of living, the cost of living has been driven uh, by by government. That's, that's so. It's, it's driven by maybe green party policies that are starved and hungered for to tax people, tax, tax, tax people, carbon tax. I, I heard yesterday that a fill of uh, home heat oil is seventy two cents a liter, seventy two pence a liter mm-hmm. in the UK. It's one twenty three. You, uh, one euro and 23 cents in, in, in the Republic. Good God almighty, people can't afford the way they're going on. And all of it is a taxi, uh, uh, sorry, uh, uh, just a greedy grab by the Green Party and Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil by their carbon tax, putting on a penalty on the ordinary good people of the country so they can pay for their little pet projects around the country. It's not in any way, shape or form to help the nation or yes, help sir. the people that live in it. And are you looking forward to, by the way, obviously you've got the local elections in June, um, the general election probably not till 2025, well, February 2025 realistically, but it could be called before then, it could be by the end of next year. Um, are you all set? Do you think you'll have candidates ready to roll? Yes, we certainly will have candidates for the local election. We've all, well, prior to this, we've been speaking to quite a lot of people, some existing councils, more wannabe councillors, also European candidates, because now one of the biggest problems we have in this country is that we've been saying yes 
to Europe all along. I'm a big uh, supporter of Europe, but we need to challenge Europe going forward. We need to challenge Europe in the areas of fishing, which has collapsed, completely collapsed in this country, and in the areas of farming. Uh, and Europe needs needs to deliver for Ireland. And no longer we can we can't be the yes boys of Irish politics in Europe, which we have been, and we've been lying down. We need to challenge Europe uh, much stronger going forward in different areas. So we will have candidates in the local elections. We will have uh, European candidates and and Dáil election, which I could see being uh, uh, sometime next year as well. Uh, well, look, congratulations, and I wish you well on the 26th political party here in Ireland. Um, and you'll know, obviously, very soon, obviously, when the appeals process ends, that if your political party gets to go ahead, which I'm sure it will. And good luck in the elections, and good luck to all your candidates if you manage to round them all up. I think you're saying all the right things, Michael. Hopefully, you'll keep all those promises and you'll stay the same, because unfortunately, what happens in politics a lot of the time is when people become bigger, um, they fall into line, unfortunately. Uh, that seems to happen, and I hope it doesn't happen to you, but I don't think it will, Michael, because I think you're of your word. And we look forward to working with the people of this country to change things for the people, you know, and make their lives that little bit more easier as, to, as, as, as the year is going on, because it's a tough time for people at this present time. And, you know, um, we, we, we're set to deliver, but Richard and myself are set to deliver. And we've, as I said, we've launched this party. Let's hope uh, it becomes a party uh, to change the scene of Irish politics going forward. Thank you very much indeed. There you go, Michael Collins, TD, Independent Ireland, a brand new political party. If you want to give them your vote in the next election, and they should be around and they should have candidates, well, they hope to have candidates in your area and in every area. Yeah.